Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top two. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. My fitness is crap. First race in only a week. Those who can do, those who can't speak. <laughs> Time for a crash diet. Time to just drink Miller. Best ace prediction for the season. I race all year as Pack Filler. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Pack Filler Podcast, the only podcast that pinches its own ass on the podium in, well, not even really near the Pack Filler Studios. I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We are not, as I said, in the studio tonight. Instead, we've branched out into my dining room. My wife, I'm sure, is going to have some comments on that issue here as we get going. On a previous show, I, I kind of want to get a little perspective here of what's going on. Mark and I spoke on women's cycling. We talked about the revival that has been murmured about um, in groups. We've talked about where the, the sport is going and how women's cycling can bring some, some true, I don't know, rebirth into it or whatever we talk about it. And what a better perspective to have on women's cycling than two guys drinking beer in an enclosed space. Uh, really great way to bring expertise to the sport, wouldn't you say, Mark? I would say empathy would yeah. be what we would be talking about there. <laughs> I mean, just something that we know a lot about. At best bet, yeah. Well, we've decided to get a better slant on the issue. And on, on the show today, we have uh, several guests here with us today. And I'm going to give them a quick introductions that they had sent me and information on their, on their career. And I know that it's always fun to talk about yourself. Uh, our first guest, Cat One Cyclist, has been racing for 20 
years, two-time national champion, U23 time trial, and Division II collegiate road race, former junior national team member, Tour Walla Walla winner back in 2012, two-time Elkhorn Cycling Classic winner, been a whole bunch of various national races, including Liberty Classic and Philly, Tour to Tuna, Nature Valley Grand Prix, and the San Francisco Grand Prix. Welcome to the show to Allison Beal. Allison? Thank you. It's actually Bell. Bell? Yes. Crap. Well, I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Allison Bell. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep Pack that filler. in. Make me look like an idiot. <laughs> our, our second guest on the show tonight, also Cat One Cyclist, Road and Mountain, uh, pro cyclocross competitor, previously with Raleigh, now with Motifish Racing. Multiple national top tens, or as she would say, top sixes. Uh, speaking of which, sixth place in the World Cyclocross Championships this year. Pretty freaking amazing. National uh, Nature Valley Grand Prix competitor. She is a pediatric physical therapist, which means she's smarter than I am, and a cycling coach. Jenny Gartner, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and finally, she's been cycling since she was unfortunate to meet me. She has competed in triathlon, running, duathlon, and mountain bike racing. <laughs> and she enjoys tandem riding, off-road riding, occasional road rides when not dealing with life as a mom, working woman, and wife of a has-been. Please welcome to the show my wife, Michelle Bulger. Thank you. <laughs> you guys are so quite to the point. I love it. Um, a couple sponsored plugs before we get rolling. Big sh- thanks, of course, to the Sufferfest and to Road ID, our two main sponsors of the show. Be sure and click on the link on the on the web page, and and go from there. Don't get caught without Road ID. No, exactly. You'll be like the unknown soldier. Wow, that was a roof. Um, but I've I've actually ordered a new band. I'm going green we to match the new kit this year. No, you might. okay. Yeah, you're fine. Um, as with uh, <laughs> Actually, before we kind of get rolling into the, these things, uh, Jenny and I spoke online for a while ago about um, a story that kind of came up and dealt with a, a person that, that, that she is in contact with, that many people in the cycling community are in contact with, and it's, it's a very serious subject, and so I kind of want to touch base on it here before we get going. Um, um, I spoke earlier about Mark Bender. I, I don't have a history of knowing of Mark, but I've read of his story, and Jenny, maybe you can put a little bit better into perspective about, about Mark and about what has gone through his life in the last couple of weeks. Um, well, I met Mark with my introduction to the Motifish team just this last year, so that's how I know him. So I've only known him, a f- well, in the grand scheme of life, a few, a few months, but um, he and his wife Sarah are just amazing, amazing people. They live, breathe eat, drink, cycling, as well as just family and commitment. So, um, And he and Sarah were both instrumental in helping me this cross season. They were there in the pits for me. They were there in the tents. They were there for just for everybody on the team. They're the people that show up early and bring the trailer and set up the tents and set up the bike racks and, you know, get everybody going. And then they run out and cheer for you and then come back in and change clothes and go do their own race. So, um he and Sarah were celebrating their 15th wedding anniversary, and I saw them at Worlds. They were there at Cross Worlds and cheering me on, as usual. And um, they were telling me how excited they were to go to Hawaii and their first trip in, I don't know, maybe 13, 14 years without the kids. They have four kids. Um, but kind of like uh, I hear stories of skiers that, you know, break their leg on the last run of the day, he decided that he wanted to go body surfing one last time, literally before they were to get in the car and drive to the airport to come back home. And um, really long story short, he broke his neck, and he's paralyzed from the chest down right now. Um, He's in a rehab hospital in Craig, um, in Inglewood, Colorado, some really high-level rehab hospital, and he's fighting his way back. 
And now I remember, in fact, when I first heard of the story, he was he was over there in a hospital, and and there was there was an effort. There's an effort trying to go on to help, obviously, pay for some of his medical expenses right. and get things like that going. Right, right. Um, so I, uh, being a PT, I kind of know probably more than what I feel comfortable knowing when somebody like this, you know, something happens to somebody you really care about. Um, so I felt helpless, for one, because I'm not a next-door neighbor. So yeah. um, the the way that I thought I might be able to help is we sell coffee through um, our women's team. Anyway, DOMA is our, our sponsor, and the money that is sold from this blend of coffee usually goes to our women's team, and that's how we fund um, race expenses you okay know. um so i thought well instead of the team taking the money we'll just we'll sell coffee and we'll give it to, to mark and sarah so i blasted it out on on facebook that we're going to do this and the response has been amazing we've raised over five thousand dollars i'm oh, i'm great. being conservative by that number but um yeah we're, we're selling coffee until the end of april and the first two weeks like i said the first two weeks we made over five thousand dollars to send to them so now i'm kind of Thinking that the the pipe dream that I had had in my head of oh it would be great to you know get ten thousand yeah. dollars I think we might do it if we keep on keeping on. What's the blend? Uh, it's La Bicicleta. It's a blend that Doma came up with for us mm-hmm. for the for the women's team, um, mm-hmm. and it's a pretty moderate roast. Um, I'm not. A, I should be a coffee aficionado, but I'm not. <laughs> I just know that I really like it. Doma's um, committed to, you know, organic and fair trade, yeah. and they're just a great, really great company. Great so, coffee too. Yeah, yeah, it is great coffee. It's a really cool bag. In fact, I was at a store the other day, and I was, and this is why I wanted to ask you because when I saw it in the store, if I were to purchase it there, does that still benefit, or is this an online primarily? Yeah, thing? it's on. It's online. They know that any sale online, they're dedicating to Mark, or um, we sell it at the bike shop in Coraline okay. over at Vertical Earth. So any any sale that um, that goes through Vertical Earth or online, or if you catch me in an alley and I sell it to you out of the back of my car. <laughs> that um, sounds <laughs> interesting. Yeah, I've become a drug dealer. <laughs> um, yeah, that all goes to Mark. And cool. um, the, yeah. Yeah, okay. And the website I saw was doma, D-O-M-A, coffee.com. So that's where they were doing a lot of those links there too. So Yes, and okay. they, they even made a little button to make yeah. it easy for people like me that aren't so in, oh, know, yeah. so smart. So you just <laughs> click on the button and it goes right to the, the fundraiser. That's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go well. Thanks to you and Doma. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. that's a great thing. And have something like that happen, and that's really yeah, cool. It's so, been amazing. I definitely wanted to get that out of the way. Not out of the way. I wanted to get it mentioned before we we proceed on with anything because that's a really good cause. And you know, they're you know, it's better than buying yellow wristbands for crying out loud. So, uh, <laughs> what? sorry, was that harsh? <laughs> What's wrong with the yellow wristband? <laughs> I see you still got yours, Mark. No, um, topic. I squared on my ankle. Exactly. Yeah. Topic of the show: uh, women cycling. We, we, as I said, we spoke a little bit about it last week, and I kind of want to get, as I said, from your your expertise and wh- where things have been going. First of all, let's get a little history about what, where you both, or all three of you, came to the sport, how you found how you found cycling, and and what that what that journey's been like. It doesn't have to be too long of a statement, but you know, whatever you think. Whoever wants to go first. You're both looking at each other. So Okay. Allison? I'll go. Um sure. Um I got into cycling as a junior thanks to my dad and my brother. They both got into it and I started racing 
1994 at the age of 13, and I've just continued to race ever since. Never stopped. Always rode? Um, primarily road. Um, I do a little bit of cyclocross, but I don't, I, I'm more of a participant than a racer. Was there, was there a primary sport that you started out with first? Was it a, most people kind of fall into it. Oh, I was a runner. Oh, I was a ski racer and things like that. Um, I did, did different sports as a kid. I did soccer, skiing, uh-huh. but, um, cycling was the big one. Just kind of went straight into it because they were into it and it became a family thing where we would travel on weekends and do these family races. Did you hear that, honey? <laughs> okay. I heard it. Yeah, okay. My son's big into soccer, and I really wouldn't wish he was a bike racer. But uh. Jenny, where, where did we find you? How did you get into all this? Uh, let's see. I started racing in 93. When did you say you did? 94? 94. Okay. So she was racing in 94 at 13 years old, and I was racing in 93 at 17 years old. So we won't do math. I was a junior, I guess, yeah. but not really. Um, and... Yeah, unlike Allison, my family wasn't really very athletic, so I kind of I kind of found it on my own and struggled with it on my own, I guess. So, um, and it was biking. I got into mountain biking oh, okay. first. Okay, that was ninety. What year again? Ninety three. So that was when the Wim series yeah. was big yeah. here. Yeah, things were really mm-hmm. starting to pick up then. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now. There's this, I don't, I don't know why, but when I'm reading, I'm reading a lot more online in terms of this, talking about um, a, a renaissance or some sort of a, a, a growth or a movement that is happening with women's cycling. What do you guys think? Is it, do you guys notice any kind of an intention shift or is there something that seems to be growing and does it, does it stem out all the bad news that's been happening in men's cycling or? I haven't really noticed a, a big change. I mean, Jenny actually started the rep team when did you start that was it three or four years ago 2008 i think okay i was trying to remember that and you had a lot of cat fours on Mm -hmm. the team back then Mm -hmm. so i mean you were really trying to develop a sport Mm -hmm. yeah i i don't think i keep up on the national scene as much because i i do work full-time and we have other things going on um it does seem like there's more attention to the women's side lately you know i think social media has been huge with that so you hear more about women's national racing or or the girls that are going over to europe and and i think i think the social media has been huge with with getting more attention to women's racing even though it's you know still not the same as the men's but yeah more than it was have you have you noticed more numbers or more in terms of participation what would you say in Washington? Would you say yes or no? I'm, I, I think I think um, I think women are fickle, and <laughs> I think that it will be great numbers one year, and then the next year it falls off. And if we could figure that out, then geez, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, it'd be great. But for some reason, it just it ebbs and flows in such dramatic. Um, cycles no pun intended that it's really it's really hard to predict and it's hard uh and i think maybe what allison's getting to is it's it's hard to facilitate and encourage and get more women into it when you can't figure out what the trend is at least that's been my experience what do you mean by trend? I mean, do do you feel that women come to the sport as part of a trend? I mean, same with men, I guess too. I mean, 
you know, I, I remember there was a, a large influx of, say, mountain bikes yeah. when, when maybe everybody started doing that. And I, I know there was a lot of male riders that actually came out of that too. But do you feel that there's a trend for women to get into or out of something? I mean, and, and I think men are the same way. I'm not, I'm not differentiating, but I mean, for your sport specific. Well, one thing, cyclocross, I think, has seen a, a big surge in the past few years, especially, well, for men and women, both. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at Portland, I mean, how many people they have? thousands of people showing up at their cyclocross races. So that's one thing that seems to be really popular right now. And it's so painful. It is. <laughs> and it's so gosh darn painful. <laughs> Why do you think it is so popular right now? I don't know. I, don't I think know. because it's short for yeah. one and it's very family friendly. You have a closed course. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can bring the family. You race, you know, especially for novices, you're racing maybe 30 minutes on a closed course. Um, so there's no real threat of, you know, I, I started with mountain biking. There was no way, no how, no way in hell I was going to road race. I, I, he had to talk me into it. My husband had to talk me into it because there, I was not going to, I'm going to get dropped. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to suck. This is going to be horrible. You know, and I think you eliminate that with cross because for one, it's more of a, the mountain biker, family-friendly party atmosphere, but it's also, you know, you can go out and do anything for half an hour, right? you know? Well, and if you're dropped, it doesn't really matter. No one really even knows where you are on the course anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. I might try that. That's what what we get into talking about quite often is is this learning curve that's involved in cycling, that it's, it's, I can't go out and sign up for a road race and participate once the pack leaves me behind. It's just, you're, you're out there paying to go for a training ride. And it's an intimidation factor, too, that's got to be gigantic. And so you have sports like triathlon or sports or even something like cyclocross where you're still out there competing against yourself. You're still out on the course. You're still getting cheered on. And I know for you, Michelle, that was one of the things you did because of that learning curve involved with road cycling is why you didn't want to participate in that. Yeah, I, I have done one one cycling race, and it was a mountain bike race. Yeah. and. Um, I am, I am intimidated by the road race and in the mountain bike race, it was a long time ago and it was yeah. hard and in yeah. it, uh, I'm sad that I went on that one just because it did intimidate me as well because it was, I was walking the majority of the time. It was just too technical. Yeah. And, and that, unfortunately, like we said, it kind of took you out of the whole thing since, you know, you, you love to ride you love to go out and ride. You just don't have that desire to compete. Do you associate it because of that? I just don't know if I have the mental wherewithal to do that training. I mean, I think the training is (laughs) amazing, you know, for the, for the entire group as a whole, do you think there, and, and we run into this on a constant basis. And, um, I mean, I think we should get it out of the way that we're, there's no sexism topics being brushed here, but uh, you always run into that comparison, uh, the NBA versus the WNBA, you run into all these types of things. Is there a, an unfair comparison in your opinions going on between men and women cycling is, should we differentiate between the two? I read articles where male road teams like the, the HTC used to do should have women's division teams to help promote the sport and grow the sport. Are we seeing an unfair comparison going on? Do you guys think? Um, I don't know. I kind of like the idea of standalone women's teams. I do too. Better. Yeah. Um, just because it kind of seems like, you know, they need to be in the forefront to get women cycling in the forefront. You need to have standalone teams. But then again, it's hard to get sponsorship and money. Um, 
I kind of think that women's cycling can be boring spectator wise. I mean, if, if you're watching a women's road race, it's not particularly aggressive and it can be boring. And that's, that's hard, you know, okay. to get people interested in. Why, why is that? Why do you think that's the case? Is that just a style, a racing style, or is it a? Well, I, I, I mean, I've been in negative road races where I'm, I'm probably, constantly dealing and begging for people to attack and nobody does anything. We sit in and we sprint. Yeah, you get you come across that whether you're in yeah. men's race or absolutely. women's race a lot yeah. of times. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to have people want to just absolutely kill me, but I, I don't. <laughs> yes, I'm a woman. Yes, I do racing. I don't necessarily subscribe to the idea that we should be equal because, because we aren't. Okay. I think that the demands of some races to make them equal in a way might be shooting us in the foot because then promoters aren't necessarily feeling like it's worth it to promote a women's race because they have to come up with all of this money. And I, I can see both sides of the, of the, I can yeah. see both sides of it, I guess. And so when I see, you know, women fighting for equality, you know, pure equality, it it makes me worry sometimes that people will just say, well, it's just not worth it then. I'm just not going to bother yeah. having yeah. a women's race because we can't get the numbers to support it or this, that, and the other when maybe we could grow it if we would be a little more patient, which I know we've been patient. I, so I, I don't know what the answer is. I just, I don't, I don't know that saying that the winner of a woman's race should get the same amount of money as the winner of a men's race is necessarily fair, but I don't know what the answer is. I don't, I don't, I don't know yeah. because it gets hard for, from a promoter standpoint, I think it gets hard to, to do that. I don't know what the answer is. That, sponsorship. You get yeah. the sponsorships yeah, sponsorship. to, to, yeah. to support standalone women's teams. I used this example on the show. Um, we did this previously and, and I don't know if it's relevant and I guess I'm really glad to hear, I mean, not to hear, but to have you guys here. Cause I, I really don't know, but I used the example of women's and men's beach volleyball. I really think women's beach volleyball is far more and because of the uniform, I bet it is. <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest, but for, it's far more, popular to watch spectator wise everything everybody's tuning in women's beach volleyball we all know why or or maybe not i'd rather watch women's volleyball i would too i mean i would too and you know what though but like watching misty may trainer is actually very exciting to me and watching i mean it's well that sounds bad but uh (laughs) i like dollhouser he was good yeah that was good but uh, i'm serious but watching but watching (laughs) these um but watching the women play is very exciting to me also i mean it's, it's good matches in the Olympics is very exciting, you know, regardless of what they were. Is there a piece of that, that, w- that women's cycling could take away? Maybe not the uniforms necessarily, but is it, is it just a, I see women's volleyball kind of as a completely different sport as men's beach volleyball. And yet the women are far more successful, probably better paid and probably have a better sport going on. That's going to be longer, longer lasting than the men. And the men are still fun to watch too. You know, that's not to take it. Doesn't seem like they take away either side takes away one from the other. What would you do? And I and I don't know. I'm throwing this at you, so you know, tell me. I don't know. But yeah. what what would what is there anything that that we could do as a sport to change that to where women's cycling, like what you just said, equal? Okay, maybe. You know, I mean, I can't say that it's a good no, but, idea. Yeah, before women start like writing all sorts of letters to you that you know 
Jenny's a complete dumbass. I, I agree. I, I don't know what the answer is with that. But. Yeah. Is, is there, is there a place for that though, to have women race shorter, faster courses? So it's more aggressive for women. Is there, you know, do you, do you do something, you know, do you do something with the uniform? I don't know. Yeah. Um, do you do yeah. something like that? I mean, is that something that even makes sense to you guys as the participants? And I'd say the elite participants or in even, this group. Even races such as that Nature Valley race or yeah. the Orida race that they had back in my day. I remember well the Orida Grand Prix in, in Idaho was huge. And it was a women's only event. Mm -hmm. You can market that maybe perhaps better because you're not dealing with one versus the other. Yeah, I actually did that race as a junior yeah. too. Okay. Um you don't have many races like that, though. I mean, Nature Valley actually is a pretty successful women's stage race, I would say. Yeah, and Tour of America's Dairyland is mm -hmm. pretty successful, too, with all the crits. Yeah. So crits? Are they predominantly crits? The Dairyland ones? Dairyland is yeah. predominantly crits, Nature I believe. Valley, I, I haven't done that race. I haven't but. done that one either, but mm -hmm. Nature Valley, I think, has two or three crits mm -hmm. and some road races. Okay. So it's a mix. So how would you describe the racing style? For for uh, women's ra racing, is it? I mean, is it a very sp specific change in terms of that? Because I mean, I've seen you guys both in in men's fields, and I've watched you ride away from me in men's fields. Um, you know, what's the difference between the two? Well, when you get to the national level, it is more aggressive. Yeah. I would say. I mean, it's it's more exciting. It's much more aggressive, much faster. Um, it's more at the local level where you have women who just kind of want to sit in and watch and are intimidated, maybe. Maybe that's part of it, afraid to attack. Um, I don't know how you can make women more willing to race. I mean, Is it experience levels? Partially, probably. But, yeah, I mean, this will sound bad, but if women raced more like men, you know. It, yeah, yeah it and, that's, and that's part of why I race with the men at the local level, because when you get to the national level, women race more like men okay. so so the so the national level elites um are more aggressive they they know tactics they race fast like the men do um and so on a local level if you're trying to make that next jump make that next leap you you have to race in a pack that's gonna kick you around a little bit yeah. and and here that happens to be with with the men um not because I think that I'm some sort of a, an elitist and I can't race with the women. I just, I need to get my butt kicked. Yeah. So, and that's, and on the local level, I mean, Allison can agree or disagree with this. It, it seems like women um, tend to be intimidated, right? We've, we've all said that, been there, done that. Um, and it's really hard to, I don't know that you can teach that necessarily because I think with men, I don't know if it's a guy thing, a testosterone thing or whatever, a competitive thing. You guys are out there and you could care less for the most part. I mean, you just go. Yeah. Guns blaze. And if I blow care, up, I blow up. Yeah. If you blow up, you're, you're smart sometimes and you're stupid most of the time. But <laughs> women, on the wow. other hand. It's a nail right on the head there, didn't she? <laughs> but with, I think women, though, are more like, oh, God, I don't I don't know about this. I don't want to get drugged. Yeah. I don't want to make a fool of myself. I don't know how to do this. And so and I'm guilty of it, too. I just you don't know how to bring yourself up to that red line and go over. And so, and I think that's the difference between being there and not being there is how willing are you to destroy yourself and men do that. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Mm -hmm. It's just, we're more willing to 
look like idiots. You don't care. I mean, you don't care. You don't care. Yeah. Okay. That's probably true. My question is, and, and you said it, that it couldn't be taught. Do you, well, uh, do you yeah, think I, it really can't be is taught? There, are there coaching failures that are happening, do you think? Or, or is somebody not approaching women's cycling from a women's cycling perspective? Because I can't I mean, yeah. think of anything cooler than watching women just tear each other apart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Maybe you need a career switch, right? <laughs> 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 yeah. um, but uh, but but I mean, just to watch just to watch women really just hit a pack and and go, you know, I mean, and really go after it. I mean, that that would be really a cool thing to see. I mean, on every weekend, I'd tune in all the time. I, I, I would watch that. I think having men mentor women is actually a good way to go. I mean, I say that because I was mentored by men, almost, mm-hmm. well, not exclusively, but primarily. Mm-hmm. And actually, I would say Jenny probably was too. So, you know, you kind of learn that attitude and they kind of tell you, you know, you're being stupid. Just try something. And they, you know, and you, you start to stop being such a girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they really it is. is. It oh, is. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah, I mean, I, I act more like a guy now, which gets me in a lot of trouble a lot of times, but you do have to kind of go through this. Um, it's kind of a catch 22. You have to kind yeah. of go through this de feminizing, um, because you're in, yeah, I mean, you're in a you're in a man's world for the most part. And wow. yes, we have women's racing, and, and yeah. yeah, we need to to grow it. But um, if you want to get fast, you got to ride with the boys, and um, you got to let go of being a girl. Which I think some women have that opportunity, and some women don't. I think you can teach things, but you have to have an audience that is wanting to be taught those things, you know? And I think, I feel like a lot of women get into writing because they enjoy the fitness, they enjoy the freedom, they enjoy working out, which is all great, but that's completely different than riding a bike to race it. And once you get in that pack and you figure out that I am going to get my legs ripped off, some women are like, I'm not into it. I don't need that. I don't want it. So it's not really a cute sport, is it? (laughs) I mean, no, it's like no. the first time you learn how to do a snot rocket, then you realize that yeah, <laughs> this is not. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> which is an art form, by it the is way. An art form. I got my arm warmer the other day and it really ticked me off. Is that the same as a farmer blow? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Snot <laughs> rocket. I'm still farmer I let that sucker fly and I just, like, come on. You know, yeah. seeing what yeah, do you wipe it off with your glove, then it's on your glove and you wipe it on well, your you shorts. Wait till it builds up yeah. so you have the good, like, yeah. density yeah. so that it flies. Yeah. yeah. I have girls come to um, team rides and they pull a <laughs> tissue out and they're like, you cannot do this team ride with a tissue. <laughs> <laughs> Not allowed. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> So you guys both started in your teens in junior cycling, and, and say um, I'm in my mid-20s, 30s, and I decide, I think I want to try this. I think that you have, you know, you're less fearful when you are younger. And how, how, how do you think that it would be for somebody like that to get into the sport and overcome, you know, those typical fears of I'm going to, you know, be in the bottom of the pack, I'm going to crash, road rash is not fun, you know, those sort of things. Because I think when I started and when you were you were racing, I thought, this could be cool, I could do this, but I just couldn't get there. That's hard, actually. I don't know. It's hard for me to answer that because I did start so young. Um, 
But, you know, most of the women who do start, I would say, are in their 20s. or 30s. Are they? Yeah. I mean, the majority of Cat 4s that yeah, we I see. Yeah, I think are... Allison's the exception. Really? Um, yeah, yeah especially that. for road, I would right. say. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're a little older. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. usually older, 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they usually get into it through friends or boyfriends or I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Lately, it's triathlon. I really feel like most women find cycling through yeah. Triathlon. Yeah. I, I have a question for you guys about that because I ride with a lot of triathlon triathletes sometimes during the year. And and I will say this. I don't know if triathletes are helping us race because, I mean, they're great athletes and it's great when they do race. But, boy, when you go out on a group ride with a group of triathletes, that's scary, isn't it? It is. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a little different than going out with a group of riders yeah. that, that know how to ride road. It's kind of like, wow, you're three feet off my wheel and weaving. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. I, I experienced that with all the triathletes across the board and I'm not going to bash. I've, we've said it on the show many times. It's there. First of all, the bike layout, I think is honestly that much more different that you're, you're that far over your bottom bracket. You're going to lose some comfort and stability. I mean, Mike, my close. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, uh, I also think there's, there's a failure of a learning experience there. Well, there's no need to learn. Yeah. I mean, there's no need because you're going to make it through the cornering just fine. I mean, there's no need for group riding skills and stuff like that. And I, th- I wonder, and that's the reason I bring that up is because of what you guys just said of, you know, I, you know, you need aggressive riding and stuff. And then there's a lack of confidence. And if people are transferring over from really the best sport out there, that's attracting the most people, which is triathlon. I mean, we'll just yeah. say it. Um, <sighs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> darn you, triathlon. That's debatable. But uh, I don't know if it is. I don't know if it's the numbers. It's just by if you look at the math, it's probably triathlon. Mountain was feeding it for a long time. Mountain bike, and but. and and you know, and it's it's great, and and get fed where you find it. But you you turn that around and have to do it into a a, a pack riding sort of confidence level. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's it's it's. I mean. It's interesting. What what is your favorite pack or like how how do you guys like to race as women? I mean, because it sounds to me like you're both pretty aggressive and super strong. You know. Um, I honestly prefer time trials. I would prefer to just ride alone. Um, a little bit of triathlete in you then. Uh, I guess maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Just a little bit. Nothing wrong. Yes. Nothing wrong with don't, that. Don't deny it. Um, but I I actually don't really like riding in in packs that much anymore just because I've crashed a lot and crits are really not my favorite thing to be honest. Whereas I think Jenny really likes those, but, um, they scare me quite frankly. Um, I I don't know if the, I feel like women are able to upgrade pretty quickly now and pretty easily. It's very easy to get upgrade points. And I think you can get upgrade points. I think you can have a field size of five. Is it now to get points? It's really so easy. Do you get points for the top five? I don't know. I don't think you get points for top five, but you can race. Yeah, we t- I'd have to check the rule book, but yeah, I don't it's, it's pretty exactly, easy but... to get to to get points. Wow. And so you can upgrade really quickly without having pack skills. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there have been some pretty scary crashes the past few years with pretty much new riders, and yeah. I, I think they just don't have the pack skills. You do. Correct me if I'm wrong, and this is for everybody here. You do have to crash though. And get that over with, right? In this sport, I mean, you just gotta kind of get get through that. I feel like you do. I mean, my yeah. first, I was really terrified. I, you know, I started with mountain biking, so of course I crashed. Yeah, all the time. Times, yeah. You know, but that's way different. And then um, my first road crash was actually a race that Allison and I were both we were both racing the same team, and I was just terrified of going down in a, in a road race. You know, that's just going to be horrible. You know, 
and um, it was a pretty gnarly crash. One of our teammates broke her pelvis in, in the yeah. crash, and um, it surprised me how little it hurt on the one hand, but it also surprised me how selfless you become in that situation because I would have thought that I would have thought about myself. How do I save my own skin? Yeah. But um, you see the crash happen, and this has happened several times since then, and it all kind of lays out the same way. You see it happen. You look for your exit strategy. And this is all happening <laughs> yeah. in like a split second, right? So fast. And you're looking for an exit strategy, and if you have one, you take it. And if you don't, I, I just remember thinking, I saw you go down. I saw Allison go down. I saw Jen go down. I'm seeing everybody going down, and I'm thinking – shit, how do I not run over? Like, I'm not even thinking it because I know I'm going to go down. I just, I know it. And yes, so the long answer is you got to crash because you got to realize that it happens. And then you realize that you are a better, for me, it was like, I'm a better person than I thought I was because oh, yeah. I was looking for, okay, how do I avoid running over this person? Like, I basically took myself out so that I wouldn't hit carnage that Somebody was happening else. in front of me. I just, I took myself out and that's happened a couple times, but I, I don't know what your experience with crashing is, but I just remember. You might be a better person than me too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you would just run yeah. them over. Oh, uh, no, yeah. I don't know. I, I, oh, yeah. I, See, that's I, where mountain biking skills come in. They just bunny hop or, yeah. you know, do yeah. something oh, like that. Or the absolutely. difference between um, men and women cycling. It's like, oh, bad day, Pat. Dude. Sucks to be you. Oh, look at that new helmet you got. It looks yes. great with yes. the visor. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, gonna, I don't know if I want it or not. I haven't decided. Um, okay, so women's only clubs. You talk, We talk about teams and clubs and things like that, and we have some in our own community. Um, uh, opinions, and we don't have to bash if you guys don't want to, or approve or disapprove, however you choose. Um, I, I've seen several ones that are de- developing around the area, and is that – potentially something that can help more women get involved. Michelle, would you ride, would you be more apt to ride if there was a large group of women wanting you to go ride with them? Yeah, probably, but only because um, I would be obligated to go. (laughs) Yeah. It's that guilt factor. No, really. And and that would give me incentive. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now women's only clubs. What do you guys think? Well, you can probably comment on that. We did say earlier with your team. We did say earlier that if you want to get better, you're going to have to go out and race with faster people. And many times, sometimes mm-hmm. the faster people are going to be some of the guys. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I... Um, sometimes I wish this was a TV show because the <laughs> smile on your face is like, oh, God, don't make me answer yeah, this. Yeah, if we could get your facial this. expression. How do I do this <laughs> without getting myself in trouble? Oh, crap. <laughs> um, my finger's on the edit button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I just... I. Women are hard. They're, we're just hard. Oh, we um, know that. Yeah. We're both married. <laughs> Apple yeah. married men. Well, imagine having 50 of your wives. No, nope, Like, nope. right? I mean, it's, so it's Utah. like hurting. Yeah. yeah. It's like hurting squirrels. And <laughs> I'm not the most nurturing person. I acknowledge that. And so um, it's just, I think there's a place for women's only clubs. Definitely. Um, but I think that um, what got me in trouble, it, I mean, what got me in trouble with the, the women's team that we formed four years ago was that it was a reactionary response to a bunch of stuff that was happening in the community. So we were like, okay, okay great, let's let's get together. We'll get a bunch of women. And at the time, 
um, with the Ironman and Coeur d'Alene. Of course, triathlon popularity is skyrocketing, and, and women are getting into cycling through the triathlon. Um, and we were kind of the only show in town. So there was just huge interest, and we had or 100 girls Wow. Um, joined the the club. And um, so I offered weekly rides um, where we did everything from trying to learn how to corner and pace line and ride in a pack, you know, just basic skills like that. Um, my problem, my difficulty is that um, it was me by myself trying to do this, um, not really like necessarily planning it out ahead of time because it all just happened. Yeah. And then you've got 100 girls, right? So you've got 100 girls from the age of, I think my daughter at the time was eight, to um, the age of, I think our oldest member was 68. We've got everyone from brand new, I don't know how to really put my helmet on straight, to And it might be backwards. And it probably will be backwards, yes. Um, And so trying to meet everybody's needs is impossible. You're going to have somebody mad at you all the time. You're going to have somebody thrilled with you hopefully, every once in a while. So it's like a um, podcast. Kind of. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm answering again. I'm answering really long-winded, but um, I think there's a place, but you have to be really, really, really clear about what your mission is um, because I think there's – I'm not sure I, – I didn't figure out how to do it where you could have a club and a race team. Yeah. And so I made a ton of mistakes and – this time of year, what I'm trying to do is make it more of a, you know, go back to our roots and be more of a race team because now there are other clubs, you know, that have come yeah. up and they're meeting the needs of the, the newer, the newer riders. So I guess maybe the better question for you now, I mean, is what was the biggest negative you found to running a club like that? What was the biggest One negative? Yeah. Well, the largest negative. I mean, <laughs> We, it's an hour show. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was fun. Um, the biggest negative. And, and the reason, and let me focus it a little bit because I'm sure it's, oh, getting up at five in the morning. Um, no, but the, the, what I'm really shooting for is, is you stated that, you know, like you see women's um, cycling growing, but perhaps not growing with women's only clubs as far as racing is concerned. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a negative for women's racing, women's only clubs? Maybe that's a better question. Does that make sense? It does make sense what you're asking. I'm not sure what the answer to your question is, though. It's a fair answer. I almost see the women's only clubs as a great introduction, first of all, to the sport. Correct. If you want to get to that racing level, obviously you're not going to be able to stay specifically exclusive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, for Mm -hmm. new riders, the women's only clubs might be ideal. Kind of as a feeder. mm -hmm. And to to teach those skills, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, have group rides and get women used to riding with each other and in a pack and... Mm-hmm. Kind of like your first taste of crack. <laughs> don't give me. Don't go oh, back. I to just that. use it recreationally. Yeah. Seriously, you know, just to get comfortable, and then maybe move into the, you know, the. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Co-ed. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have specific, uh, again, go back to triathlon. We have some specific women's only triathlons around here that, that sell out every year. I mean, maybe there's something to say about that introduction into a sport where it's, 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 I don't know, I don't want to say controlled environment, but it's a, it's a more familiar, it's a more comfortable environment. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, but then again, that's where we see the difference between men and women. I mean, and I don't think, you know, n- neither is wrong or neither is right. But with a guy, you're going, I'm going to go do a race this weekend. I don't care who's there. I'm going to probably fail miserably and I don't, I'm not worried about it. I know for a fact next weekend, I'm not going to be very attractive at the end of the race, but screw it. Guns blazing. Let's go down. You know, it's it, hard to say. I mean, it's hard to say when you go, I, I just, I'm always nervous about separate going like, really a separate but equal say, Oh, women, we've got the women's clubs and the men's clubs. You know, that, that always seems strange to me. You know, it doesn't seem like people grow men don't either. You know I mean? I think, but by the same token, there is a difference locally, at least between men's and women's racing. And, and I, I don't know how to rectify that. That's, that's just my own opinion. I don't know how to rectify that because I see two pretty amazing riders in front of me that can kick anybody's ass. And, then how do we how do we grow the sport so everybody's like you? That's I mean that's that's what I'm looking for and I don't well, know. Maybe how not everybody wants to be like us though too. I think that's the big I thing do. with yeah. women is that yeah. you know Correct. you do you want to do crits at twenty five thirty miles an hour? I mean it's no. no. So no 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 no. So knowing, but that's really exciting for me. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right. So, but I mean, that that's the hard part. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't have yeah. the answer to that. I mean, yeah, I, I think identifying who your target audience is and what your demographic, blah, 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 and trying to figure out then how you, how you grow it. But that's the million dollar question. Yeah. It, it is, it is odd though, but I mean, I guess cycling is kind of the million dollar sport in that regard of just like you either like it or you don't. It's, it's, it is kind of a quirky sport. Well, it's such a hard sport. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think racing is hard. Racing is yeah. very yeah yeah. yeah. But oh just yeah, riding a bike yeah. I mean, riding a bike is very enjoyable along the boardwalk. However, yeah. well, you know, with your beach cruiser. And I think, um, and I'm jumping subjects, but I think the Fondo is also going to be a great feeder for this type. Yeah. For for cycling as a whole, for racing, it gets you out. It gets you in a larger group of cyclists, but you're, and you're being timed and you have a number on, but you're not necessarily if you get dropped by a group, the race your day isn't over. Um, and there are still crashes. So yeah, are there? I haven't seen any crashes in a Fondo yet. So <laughs> I'm usually only there at the finish. So <laughs> oh, okay. So um, Michelle is somebody who you know you started off wanting to be competitive, and things changed as you go. Is there has there ever been any interest since? Yeah, I think the the interest, as far as a novice is concerned, in my perspective, is um, like you guys have the t- the. We have in Spokane the Twilight Series, yeah. Tuesday Night Ride. And I've gone out to the Spokane Raceway Park and, and watched. And I something like that, just to kind of get my feet wet, absolutely. But If there's a category for it. 
five. Yeah. No, four. <laughs> five it. There's category five it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and my son and I have talked about doing that. Just like, what do we have to lose? Nothing. Yeah. You know, let's just do it. I think that if I would have started younger, I, I might have, you know, really liked it. I enjoy, I prefer mountain biking. I really do. And I think part of it is, and, and maybe you guys can, you know, chime in, but part of it is the, the cars to me. Um, I feel like I have more control on my mountain bike and I would rather go down a steep hill or a, uh, yeah, yeah, a steep descent than ride in traffic or be in a road race because even though it, it's going to hurt the same or even a little more, you know, on the mountain, at least I have that control. So I don't, yeah, I don't really like riding in traffic either. I mean, I, I try to avoid it as much as possible mm-hmm. so I can understand how you like to get away from that. Yeah. It's a means to get to where you're riding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't, yeah. unless you're a New York bike messenger, I yeah. don't know why you'd want to ride necessarily in traffic anymore. And you absolutely had yeah, but to for your training rides. You're still going to have to this coming from the woman that I remember on a tandem ride once where we were shifting away from a car at the same time, you were off the bars slamming on the side of the car using some beautifully choice words at the option at the perfect time. I'm steering the bike away. It was, it was the ultimate dodge because you actually have a second set of hands to slam on the car and go asshole, get the fuck away from my, you know, and it was brilliant. And, and this is the woman who's afraid of traffic, but (laughs) But we were on a tandem. Oh, okay. So that's different. Okay. 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 Speaking, you know, it's a perfect segue. We're talking about equipment. We're talking about changes in cycling equipment. And we see things that, you know, uh, WSD, women's specific design is a big kind of a catchphrase out there in, in terms of equipment. I Googled women's cycling and the choices and sites came up between, um, commuter bikes for women in, in, in cute little shirts with collars. And then the other extreme was the ASOS clothing line where you have a, a woman looking like she's more apt for a, a runway than anything. Those women in those ads have never straddled the top tube unless it's part of the photo shoot. So um, what, what, do you get, what are your thoughts on terms of this? I mean, first of all, is there anything that cycling's missing out on in terms of women's design, or is there a need for it at all? Which design are you talking about, Pat? Are you talking about bike design? Bikes, clothing, clothing. I'm talking about equipment. I'm talking about across the board because I see a lot of things out that that is being marketed to women. I bought my wife's first road bike with a racing bike mentality, and she was stretched out to the point where she said, "This, I'm in pain. I don't want to ride like this. Numb. Yeah, yeah. And and then you see some of the women specific bikes with with these shorter top tubes, so aerodynamics is completely out of the question. And and then I see the cycling choices being from commuter short capri pants to ASOS, where you know it's it's over the top. Um, what do you guys think in terms of those? And and where where is there anything? Is there are they genuine efforts or is it something that's just kind of fad? Well, I think most women who race tend to ride men's bikes. Yeah. You know, but I think for recreational riders, they tend to want women specific bikes. I mean, yeah. would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. let me let Just me ask comfort. you. So you ride a men's bike? I do. And and why do you do that? Um, <laughs> well, most of the I guess because most of the racing bikes are men's bikes. So like you know? the nice stuff yeah. is men's. Yeah. yeah. Is there a change you'd make that you can think of? Not what is bikes, the perfect no, women's I mean, race bike? I guess I, if there is one. I mean, if it's yeah. so, maybe it's just a person's bike then. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, 
I don't really think you need to have women specific racing bikes. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. That's well, that's a good start. What do you think is the same or no, I concur. It, it actually pisses me off when I go to Mike and say, you know, I want a bike, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we look at it from, um, a, a team sponsor standpoint, yeah. trying to, you know, do I ride the women's specific bike or, or not? And I look at it and I'm like, well, that's crappy. The top end women's bike is a couple of groupos down yeah. from the top end men's bike. Yeah. I'm a weight weenie and I want the best because God damn it. I want the best. Yeah. So I'm not, yeah, I don't, I don't like the fact that if you get top end women's stuff, you don't get top end. Well, I guess that's because my there's point. not much of a market for it. I mean, oh, just the, okay. the numbers don't, again, the numbers don't support doing an R300 shoe for women specific when I can wear an R300 or whatever they are now. Cause yeah. that shows how old my shoes are. But, um, <laughs> you know, I don't, I, I think for, I would agree with Allison. I think for, for racing, what we're wanting out of our bikes, it doesn't, it's a fad. I feel like for, for what I'm looking for. Okay. Bike. I just want a bike that fits me, that fits me the right way. And whether I'm a woman or a guy, I'm going to have my torso length and my leg length and my inseam yeah. or whatever. So if it's a woman's bike that fits me and works and meets my needs, then fine. But just because I'm a woman, I don't think I need to have a woman's bike that has pink swirlies on it and a saddle with some butterflies. Yeah. That's so. a good point. Says the woman who wants a blue bike with pink swirlies. I just want a blue bike. You just want a blue <laughs> <But> bike. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the decals later, but I just want one that fits me. Right. And, yeah. and, so, and it's comfortable. Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. Well, right. isn't that universal though? I mean, whether yeah. you're man, woman, I mean, you get a bad fitting bike, you might as well not have the bike. I mean, right. you're going to no be fun. all kinds of pain everywhere. Right. Well, and I think women are anyway. sold bikes that are women specific that don't fit them. Yeah. Because well, it's a it's a woman and and they should wear they should wear, Yeah. They should well, how about all the saddle nonsense, too? I mean, not getting Whoa, too specific. I, I but think that's like serious even for, now, no, though. I think uh, that's serious. No, though. no, no. But for yeah. men no, and women, yeah. I think I think for men and women, you can get sold the wrong saddle. I'm not really getting into, well, gosh, the way the notch grows and all that. No. But what I'm saying is, is <laughs> did you say notch? The notch in the, <laughs> the edit <laughs> that. In the Mark, quit in talking the, about your notch good. growing. Okay. <laughs> I was dropping my head as a child. Um but the way the notch in the seat, you know how they, they make every, for men's and women's, you, yeah. know, you can buy the wrong saddle that can be, I've met more people, men and women, and this is my point, I guess, is it who buy a saddle that, oh, is anatomically correct and I still have all these problems. Well, one, it might not even be your saddle, but two, I mean, you got to get something that's specific to you, it seems to me, whether you're a man or a woman, you need the bike to right. fit you. And there's so many of these anatomical ways to do it and that this is good for women, this is good for men. It's good for you. Whatever works for you on the bike, I found works for you on the bike. And that, like, crank length, I think, is probably the best example. I mean, are you going to win a race because you had 175s over 172.5s? Maybe, if you're the right person. Just my inside one on a crit. <laughs> yeah, that's well. As long as it's a right-hand turn yeah. force, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. If you flip it around, yeah. you're in deep trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kunk, kunk, kunk. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean that's that's kind of the way I, I see it too. Is I mean, um, but to the other question though, what about we caught some heat on the last show? Not heat, but actually no. it was something that we talked about was women's cycling clothing. Is there? Is it completely masculine, or are you guys as the elite riders happy with? I guess. The uniform that we all wear, which is short sleeve jerseys and shorts, basically, in various colors. 
Well, then, like you say, you see online too. You see different designs, things like that. I mean, there was a, short, a women's short design with a shorter leg there for a while. I don't know what the purpose was, but what do you guys think? Well, I, I've pretty much grown up in, you know, yeah. classic jersey sure. and shorts. So I'm pretty comfortable in them. And um, you can have some pretty attractive women's kits. Like, I, I think the kit that Jenny has for rep is a nice looking women's kit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Women could maybe be a little sexier, I guess, if you wanted to try to sell the sex side of it. I, you could do shorter shorts, or but I don't know if women really want to do that. Yeah. You know, is it really practical for racing? Probably not. Well, it's also the women that are willing to go through that much pain on the bike are going to go with some sort of pretty kit. Well, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. that's it's. I, I we thought of that too. It was just something to consider that you know we as men really don't always understand. Like I don't understand. A lot of things, I mean, <laughs> you know, and so it's kind of like, well, are we missing something here because women dress differently than men? Is there something that the sport's missing? Maybe, but it seems to me like I don't know if we'll attract people or, or get rid of people due to the uniform. Yeah, I mean, do I you guys agree with that or, or am think, I wrong? I don't think the, the, the jersey and shorts really needs to change. I think it's fine just as it is. Mm-hmm. It's more about comfort. Yeah. I well, did. You brought up saddles, and I yeah. mean, and we all kind of went, whoa, because I remember when, Michelle, when you and I, when I first Sorry. started getting you involved in the sport, <laughs> we went through 10 saddles trying to find the perfect one, and yes, with anything with cycling, there's going to be that unfortunate learning curve where you're just going, God, it's like riding on the skinny end of a baseball bat. But um, <laughs> with the wrong saddle. Then. Yeah, with the wrong saddle, and then you got to eventually get to that one where you find it, and you buy it, and you buy six of them, because... You have to stick to that. Is that a more crucial issue for women? I mean, you experience that heavily. Well, being and I don't know the pack filler that I am, uh, I do have to say that it is being it's it's time in the saddle too. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily think you're going to find a saddle that is like oh this is you know the be all end all until you really do you know get those areas used to riding. Okay, okay. Do you it's guys did opinion. you have that that battle initially, or is there is, is there a Go hard piece of equipment that you're like you're you're on a. You full said on. go hard piece of equipment. <laughs> I know you're killing me, dude. Jesus. Killing me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> now my mind's going through other things. I'm going. Shit, what else did I say? I said not. Holy it's crap! Funny. Yeah, <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We'll go ahead and edit a lot. No, nah, um, no. Nah. No, I mean it makes us look like asses. These guys are looking fine. Yeah, no, I mean yeah. <laughs> asses and saddles, um, but. Uh, <laughs> No, I mean, it's an interesting, it's an interesting piece of cycling for any novice. I mean, you're going to run into that with, with guys or girls. I mean, if I had a nickel for every guy that whined about, you know, coming out on a ride for the first 20 miles or something like that, yeah. I mean, you're just going to run Was into Was he wearing underwear under his shorts? Oh, <laughs> that's a beaut. Isn't that great? Yeah. I just kind of, oh, you'll learn. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yeah. you don't have to really say anything. You'll learn. Yeah. yeah. You'll oh, learn. yeah. It's a treat for those who do. And how do you do you approach them on it, or do you just let them suffer through the ride? Well, because I'm a snot and very snarky, um, (laughs) I well, I make Mike do it. Because (laughs) what's happened frequently is we'll get like juniors or new guys, and and um, I'll tell him, "You, dude, you've got to tell him that's because that's embarrassing." It's it's like because when you find out that you're really not supposed to do that, and you're like, "Dang it, why didn't somebody tell me I had toilet paper on my shoe the whole time?" Yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy, are those boxers? I mean, yeah, we've had people with boxers, and so and then I seriously threatened Mike because he doesn't want to do it. He's a nice guy. (laughs) He's a way nicer person than I am, and I say, "Dude." If you do not tell him, 
I will, and then he will because he doesn't want me telling them. So it'd be like showing up. That's like right up there showing up to a race with hairy legs. Oh, it's worse. It's worse. It's way worse. That's way worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Or, yeah, or, or wearing your chamois for like five hours after the uh-huh. race. Yes. Walking around drinking a beer in yeah. your chamois still with the bibs hanging out out of your jeans. And then yes. driving home. If, and then driving if, home. Oh, oh, oh. See, I don't know. I don't, oh, maybe this is a universal Allie. truth for men and women. And I, There's I'm a betting fungus it is. among us. Oh, I, I bet you? it is. No, no. As soon as I'm done with he the race. Do it. Oh, God. No, as yeah. soon as I'm done with the race, as soon as I'm done, I'm out of the chamois. I'm done. Oh, Chamois yeah. time does not be. equal tra- – yeah. I mean, yeah. I do yeah. not want to spend any more time. And it doesn't bother me or anything. It's like, I'm done. I'm good. I'm out. Yeah. You know, is it the same for everybody, though? I well, think it's it sh- like – It should, it be. should be. That's the rule. For I health. think it should yeah. be. Yeah. Okay. So back to the underpants. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is always no. Okay. I think I- – <laughs> Is it? I've, I was always. told from the beginning when I got cycling yeah. shorts, no way you cannot wear your underpants. Is it because of the – the rubbing, oh, or is yeah. it just because it looks? I mean, I know it looks stupid because you can see yeah. the panty lines, but it is—it's <laughs> primarily it's a chafing <laughs> issue. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, okay. there, there is another way to figure this out, though. You can just go ahead, thirty miles, wear your underwear. <laughs> yeah, you'll By understand. Means, give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, see how things it turn out. It is self-corrected. I'll give you a hint. It's not your saddle's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I just had to that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Okay, so I mean, and I just. <laughs> At what point did I Back lose control? Saddles. At what point did I lose control? <laughs> so on that point, if you guys had to give um, a, a, a up and coming female cyclist ages eighteen to thirty, um, I'm out. No, to, uh, an up and coming cyclist. If somebody was coming into the sport, if you were to tell them, you know, several key words of advice, uh, what would it be? What would they be if you could? Oh, that's hard. Um. You have to be willing to suffer, and it, you're going to have days on the bike that you're going to just hate, and you're going to be miserable. Um, ride with men. Watch how men race. Try to race how they race. Um, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Well, shouldn't – this is the one thing that I do, I do almost take issue with is race like men race. Shouldn't people race like what's effective? And like that's people racing, isn't it? I mean, or do you have to race differently if you're a woman? I mean, in a women's pack that's being non-aggressive. I was curious about that. And that's why I didn't mean to go back on you, but I was curious about that. Well, yes, but I I think overall, especially at regional levels, women just tend to be very passive and tend to sit in and watch. And if you say race like the men race, you know, you can watch men's cycling. Sure. And I think that gives you a better idea. You can watch the tactics and learn and see what you're supposed to do and – would that be successful in regional women's racing, though? Uh, it would not. definitely bring regional women's racing up a notch. Okay, so it, or more. you need a collective effort to do that, though, because yeah, if right. I'm going to attack a field all day, I'm going to blow up and I'm going to be punched off the back, and then the field's going to kind of cruise around and then do a sprint, right, and that's it. When, yeah. in, when you're in a regional race um, and you're a higher category, say, well, four, and, and you're wanting to get into it. Do you ride as a woman? Do you ride just with specific, specifically women, or is it both men and women in the same category? Um, usually just with women. Is yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, if at, in Spokane we have such a small scene, you yeah. sometimes yeah, might have to race with some up. men. But They'll yeah. combine yeah. the fields, but yeah. score you separately. But the Northwest yeah. would be more women. More women. women mm-hmm. and men. And that's, that's so – I always have found that so screwy when you've got multiple categories in a field – if I'm able to hang with the pack and the rest of my fields gets dropped, 
day over, there's no more racing. There's no point in me attacking. So again, that negates the whole concept of racing aggressively. Well, but thanks for answering my question. I'm sorry yeah. about that. I, I did kind no. of cut you off, but I was like, hey, I want to I hear about that. Well, I so. think in terms of one of the advices, you're going to suffer, race race with people, or at least train with people better than you are. Yeah, that's very good advice, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily settle for the w, women-specific stuff when you walk into the bike shop. Race from the front. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of across the board, yeah. though. Yeah, that, so. That's what I'm saying. It's, it sounds to me like what you're saying is race like, a General good racer, for, yeah. you know, yeah. race like race, race aggressively. Do your work, you know. How about juniors? Where are we seeing juniors coming from? If you guys have experienced, uh, are they a specific type? I mean, are we getting them from the cross country skiers? Are we getting them from anything? Like that? Oh, is is there a junior development program? We talk about junior development all the time on the show, and um, I have a small group at a, out of a high school I teach at, and there's I've had one girl over the years I've offered it. And how do I go out and recruit more girls to get involved? Girls are, are hard. Yeah. I mean, I don't fickle. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. fickle, yes. That's, um, a, that's the word of the day. I <laughs> love <Yeah>. that word. You <laughs> should have a prize drawing for I wonder something. if it's more like you. If, if, you know, you have a family that's been into cycling, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think family's getting... The younger you are, yeah. Yeah, and, and um, actually it starts with men or women who are into cycling, and if you get your, your kids into it or your... Um, nieces and nephews or, you know, whoever. I mean, it starts with that, I think. And you have to have very supportive parents. I mean, it's an expensive sport. Yeah. It is expensive. Yeah. In in terms of time, too, just yeah, going to too. the races. I mean, it's expensive money-wise, sure, but just in time that you're going to spend right. going to the races, spending at the races, if there's a stage race, God help you. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. I think with girls, you said high school? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I think with girls, it, that age is tough. Too, because girls at that age are more into the, well, all kids that age are into the social yeah. scene, you know. And so if if a girl doesn't have that family support getting her into it like what Allison had, then um, I think it's a, a bigger struggle to convince her that there's something worthwhile. You know, there has to be, at least with me, the reason I got into it was because I I had external factors that kind of forced me into it. Otherwise, I would have never. It would have never even occurred to me to race bikes. Um, well, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> the cyclocross movement seems kind of an interesting twitch mm-hmm. too, because you were always saying, Michelle, that you liked um, off road riding and you liked doing that kind of stuff because of the, it takes you out of that situation. And I never even cyclocross never even occurred to me. I never even put that thought into head but it's a perfect blend between the two genres of cycling and what a great way to probably get involved in that especially if you come from a mountain bike background mm-hmm. so what it, that's interesting things so um and and also I, I i did look up an article earlier talking about what changes or what what things in, can happen for for women's cycling as a whole and they're talking about the issues of men's pro teams having women pro teams they're talking about um, men's races having an accompanying women's races and we kind of touched base on those subjects and you guys both thought to that yeah maybe it's not necessarily a successful move well i don't i guess i don't know what the successful move is i think definitely if you've got the tour of california then why not throw in yeah you know a couple races for the women too i think just mm-hmm. my personal naive perspective yeah. is that are we shooting ourselves in the foot by demanding equal pay and then having the promoter say, well, I'm not going to bother putting on yeah. a couple of crits at the tour of California for the women because 
it's too expensive or, you know, whatever. I, I don't know. But I think, yeah, it'd be great. Just the exposure. If you've got a captive audience of people yeah. watching, then why not throw in a couple women's races? Yeah. yeah. I just better to have a couple individual races right. than have nothing. Right. Yeah. I just read a press release today talking about a, a tour of Italy. Uh, an eight-stage tour of Italy that's, that's been approved, and they're going to be putting that on. So I think there was something very similar last year, but this is more tailored along the lines of what the Giro is. So, so that's that's great to see some some growth there happening, and you know, and and some manufacturers. I like with the uh, concepts of why do the men's teams necessarily have to have a women's team? Why don't we get women's teams that are more uh, product specific for those type of that type of an audience? If I want to watch the Nature Valley Grand Prix, I want to watch. Maybe sponsors, maybe sponsors are going to be involved that are more tailored towards women's lifestyles involved in that. You know, and I so I don't know. I wonder too about like the socialistic aspect of yeah. how that benefits sport, though, because you look at I think the the most successful sporting organization in the world, like money wise, is the NFL. It's completely based on a socialist model. The it all goes into one big pot and gets doled out to everybody else. I think Title IX is socialist, you know, and it's and and I, I use that as a good thing, not necessarily yeah. saying that I, I'm a communist or anything like that. I'm saying that when you give back, that's a whole nother issue. Yeah, uh, more of a narcissist, <laughs> but yeah, really. Uh, um, but like the Title IX and what that I think Title IX helped women's sports a great deal. Mm-hmm. And so, is there, you know, I mean, we really we really go back and forth, and you can see us waffling on the show even even with elite women cyclists to go well we don't want to force the men's team and 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 go well if you're a men's team you have to have a woman's team and then a men's race the the prize is the same that doesn't seem to work very well but by the same token title nine and nfl and those things that that force the better teams or the the higher the higher level or the or the what's getting everything say the dallas cowboys have to give to the green bay packers yeah, and then the team, then then you somehow reach parity within the sport, and just like Title Nine, you know, without Title Nine, I think you would probably not have a lot of colleges with a women's dive, diving club. Yeah, you know, and and those types of things, and women's scholarships in swimming, which may have helped triathlon. So there's there's got to be a lot of answers, and it seems to be a pretty tough puzzle. That and I was wondering, I mean, I think technology is killing endurance sports at the kid level. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just the amount of video games and yeah, yeah, and True. texting. I don't know why texting is so bad, but it just seems like it is. Well, you sound like an old fart there. I am, yeah. but I am kind of old. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've got gray hairs. Was there a question in that ramble? You, no, you I was just there? saying, but is there a socialistic aspect? I mean, I guess that's my question to all of you. Can that so, help it? Could it help it? I mean, like a Title IX type issue. Could you get Title IX money? I don't know. Well, doesn't now I'm going to show? Yeah, ignorant I am. Isn't Title IX specifically related to um, educational system? Yes, right, correct. Yeah, Col- but, collegiate athletics. Right. Yeah. So, Greater Spokane, Coeur d'Alene area, Title IX is not really going to help no. us out as far as our club scene goes, right? I mean, I'm yeah. just I'm I, making sure that I'm understanding. Well, I wonder. But if EWU has a cycling team, then yes, they would need to yeah. facilitate the women's. And they had a cycling team back well. in the day. Mm-hmm. They actually sent um, one of our one of our riders over to New York for nationals back in the day when collegiate cycling in 1989, I think it was, mm-hmm. was kind of big. And and I guess, or if there's a women's cycling team that forms out of Eastern Washington University, maybe there should be a men's, you know, or something like that. It, you know, one doesn't have to precede the other, but it's mm-hmm. it's an interesting avenue, I guess, to go that if you're going to do it, and it could increase 
you know, the demographic, it's something to wonder about. Yeah, it's not Title IX, every woman's sport or, you know, every badminton club gets, you know, money. But it's something to think about. Lawn bowling. Well, I mean, those people are on drugs. Uh, okay, I, I told these guys I wouldn't keep them for longer than an hour and we're getting there. But So I have our last thoughts. I want your guys' opinion on, on two specific items that are, that are rolling through my mind here recently. And I'll both have to do with cycling. First one, I, ended, I talked about the show about the, uh, the podium pinch that happened here recently in terms of if you, if you actually caught up to the uh, Tour of Flanders just recently. Uh, Peter Sagan was very classy in his second place uh, uh, choice. And um, and and this is is kind of a, it becomes a, a sexist issue because you've got the the classic concept of the podium girls and the finish and the kisses on the cheeks and things like that and one of them's leaning over to give Fabian Cancellara the winner of the race a kiss on the cheek and Sagan reaches over and grabs the podium girl's butt pinches her her butt on the podium. Um, he has since apologized. Um, initial thoughts of anybody. First of all, on your concept on the podium girl, is the podium girl an out? Uh, uh, is, is it an insulting concept or is it uh, something that's still been going? What do you guys say? Maybe it was drugs. <laughs> oh, God. May I Performance add, enhancers. What was my pick to win the Tour of Flanders last week? It was Cancellara. Just curious. Yeah, yeah. That's really, I just want to really know from a women's perspective because I think he was being an ass. I think he was a complete jerk about it and you know it's what a what a classy way to show off your sponsor yeah that's a good point that's my wife's long-winded response <laughs> well i agree with you i mean would gosh. you would you go out and buy a cannondale now because he's sponsored by cannondale <laughs> if it fit me right I <laughs> yeah would. <laughs> all right any thoughts on on um, that kind i don't of have a, a problem with podium girls i mean yeah yeah that doesn't really bother me um i don't think it's sexist or anything um yeah, I mean, he was out of line doing that, but I, I think too much has been made of it, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it was that big of a deal. Okay. He apologized and yeah. move on. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I'd have to agree with Allison. I, I, we all make mistakes. He was stupid. Yeah. You know, he was being a, sorry, no offense, he was being a guy. Okay. Just in, in <laughs> front taken. of a very large audience. <laughs> and yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with podium girls either, as long as it's done respectfully. I mean, I think it's kind of, I don't. I don't know. I'm. I guess I'm a feminist in a way because I'm a girl. Yeah. But, um, but it, I think that the. I think there's a fine line between objectifying and celebrating. Yeah. And I think a okay. lot of times we can celebrate femininity and celebrate the women. I mean, like you were saying, I. I would much rather look at a girl than look at a guy, um, just because I think women are. We're just better looking. Sorry, but we are. So Hands I'd down. much rather yeah. see a podium girl than see there's, a podium guy. There's three guys in this room this week. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. I don't even I don't think, I don't look at myself sexist. in the mirror. I, yeah. I, I would be surprised like if you had a, a large women's race the size of the Tour de France. Hopefully that's what we're shooting for here. We're planting the seeds of a great revolution. <laughs> and so when, right when the women's Tour de France or the, you know, when that happens, it's probably two years off. But uh, um, and I would not be surprised to see podium girls at a women's race too. I mean, let's face it; you guys are way yeah. more attractive than we are. What you want? Yeah. I mean, there's no way you're going to have a guy podium you know? guys. I just, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, that, that there's there's a place for them as long as it's respectful. That would be weird. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. you'd want. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of like having a, a pool boy at the <laughs> at the podium. Huh. Don't get my wife started on the concept <laughs> yeah, of a pool well, boy. Maybe we do like well, that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shirtless Abercrombie models. <laughs> Great job on the stage. With Spanish accents. Yes. 
<laughs> well, mine was German. Yeah. I just, Why would I you have German. a German? I don't know. It's just, just very just strange. Because right. it's seems. such a pretty language. <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't. Mine was speaking English, so he was terrible at it. All right. My last, my last comment and question is, and this has been online quite a bit. This has to do with complete vanity on my part. Um, I'm about to hold up a picture of the new 2013 Zero Air Attack helmet, oh, and I want personal opinions on if this should be banned or kept or uh, for those of our listeners who are not watching because it's a podcast um Jiro's new offering of a helmet claiming to be 95% as cool over the head um and higher in aerodynamics um but uh i don't know what to think about the looks opinions it's ugly it's ugly, ugly. it's a skateboard helmet it's a skateboard helmet i played the fifth you played the fifth do you own one no. Are you sponsored by Zero? No, I've helped. No, I don't. Um, what are those? Uh, what are those three-wheeled motorcycles? I think it's. I don't mind it. What I are, see it on some of the pros, and I don't mind the look of it. What are the three-wheeled motorcycles? What are those? You know, those, have we all seen those? The the two yeah, wheels like in the front. Yeah. Oh, what yeah. are they called? <laughs> I don't know what they're called. A joke. Stupid. Well, okay. I think if you <laughs> had one of those and that helmet. Finally, the circle is complete. But the visor <laughs> is magnetic. You can take it off and flip it upside down. That's cool. Yeah. Wow, so I would got a just DV for that visor. Alone. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's like if you wear clothes, it in the convertible, we wear, do you get better gas mileage? You put it huh? on and it looks better. If you wear it in a convertible, do you get better Maybe. gas mileage? Well, you're at least driving safely. You know. <laughs> oh, I don't think I have it on the right page where they have riders in it. I think if you had white, it's it's not the worst looking helmet, and, and maybe yeah. it works. And no, I don't think so. I don't think it's the color. I kind of like glasses though too. I I don't like the visors. I like eyewear. So you're, I'm watching my wife's expression while the phone rings in the background. No better way to show that we're in my dining room than having a caller calling in that way. But uh, you're actually turning to it, honey. I can see the change shift happening in your mind. Do you have one of those new landlines? Is that what that is? Yeah. <laughs> no technology spared here. They just run that. They run the wire right to your house then. It's been around for a long time. It's like the podium girls. It's been around for a long time. Says the guy who couldn't record this show if his life depended on it. Oh, no, I'm, te- I'm a technological idiot. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I've, I have an iPhone that is underutilized. Yeah. He went, never mind. Hey, um, we have kept these yes. uh, ladies long enough, and I want to let them go. And I want to thank you guys both for being on, on the show with us. And um, I don't know if we ever came to any specific solutions or de- definitions, but it's always good to have a discussion about where things are going. And, and where the sport's going and, and what's going to be happening here. So, Mark, you have anything to add? I thought what was refreshing was that, you know, I think we're all cyclists. And yeah. I think that that was interesting to find kind of a universal perspective. I mean, if I were to guess at what cyclists were, were wanting, I didn't find much of a difference between, like, what we think and what you guys think. I mean, I'm, I, I don't know what you're thinking, but abs- what came across <laughs> over the air, uh, I'm not that smart. But, uh, <laughs> no, I thought that was really interesting perspective to hear exactly you know what your thoughts were and and actually there then you also get the unique perspective of people who are actually out there racing so thanks for your time and and just your words because it was really great when's the next races when are you guys hitting this year what are you guys focusing on um i'm well i don't know yet i've had some injury problems so i'm still kind of waiting to see what happens but i'm actually racing this weekend so are you Mm -hmm. okay stage race in ontario oregon just a small one well, I feel a little bit more lazy. May the weather be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jenny, what's what's next on the agenda? Uh, 
I don't know. Cross is my main season. So it I, is. I get the luxury of deciding on the fly if I feel like racing or not this time of year. Oh, so wow. I get to kind of weenie out if the weather's the weather's not, not very good. good. If the weather's not good from a cross racer. I, I saw footage of Worlds this year and it looked like hell. I was hell. riding in the rain today thinking, oh, why am I doing this? I don't need to do this. <laughs> that was just the tundra. It was it was a mud bog one day and then it was a frozen mud bog the other day. Just insane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so Moda Fish Racing, is you going to still ride, be with those guys? We're going to keep seeing things I, Yeah, from I don't them? know. We haven't nailed down anything okay. yet, so hopefully. But. Okay. Yeah, we'll see. Well, hopefully we'll see you guys out on the road. Thank you again. Michelle, any any racing plans? Are you going to actually race this year Tuesday now, night. honey? I'm going to go. I will race once. On a Tuesday night? On a Tuesday night. Am I going to have to get you year. a new bike now, though? No. Okay. No, I'll just suffer. <laughs> okay. Oh, yes. I, yes. I, I actually do. <laughs> and where should we shop for said bike? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just saying she needs a new bike. I believe yeah. Idaho has a lower tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We still have to pay it getting it over here, though. So, well, there you go. It. Um, I guess we're going to cut the show off there. Thank you guys again for your time. We appreciate it. Um, everybody, be sure and uh, get over and buy a pound of coffee from Doma and uh, help out the Bender family and help out everything that's going on there. And as always, uh, check out the Sufferfest and check out Road ID. For the Pack Filler Podcast, I'm Pat Bulger. I'm Mark Hudson. We'll catch you next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.